you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living and making great art. Let's try it. We got to figure this out, man. It's a difficult thing to, it's a difficult tightrope to walk. Let's try to figure it out together. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza, big pop of pizza in the house, y'all. Uh, you can check me out uh, online. If you type in andyj.pizza, you'll find my illustration work. Seriously, type that into your browser. And uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter to stay abreast to all of my ongoings at andyjpizza. Thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Let's jump into the show. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Y'all, I am. I'm ready to jump into today's episode. Oh my goodness. I am pumped out of my mind about this episode. This is something that is on my heart, on my mind, all the time. I can't stop thinking about it. I finally realized that, um, you know, one thing that happens is that I'll have this thing going on internally. And it'll take me forever to realize, oh, that's a podcast episode. And so uh, today I finally realized that this reoccurring thought uh, is an episode of the podcast that I needed to record. And 
here it is. Here's the title. Why is your marketing not working? And I'll tell you what, it's not because you need better titles for your podcast. That's <laughs> that is not why uh, the 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 the, uh, the uh, your portfolio isn't working. Your marketing isn't working. Your career isn't going the way that you want it to. Uh, here's essentially what I want to say. I want to say that your mom was right. Your mom had the secret to your marketing success from day one and you never knew it. Why didn't you listen to your mom? She was a good mom. Maybe she was. I don't know. I don't know what your mom was like. But I'm guessing someone told you. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. When it comes to marketing, it's not just that you said it. It's not that you just sent out emails and you blasted it all over Twitter and, uh, you know, (laughs) you told a billion people. It's not just what you said. It's how did you say it? How did you position yourself? Because marketing isn't just about the direct component. It's not just going out there and shouting from the mountaintops that you have new work on your website or you have a new album It's not that simple. It's not just what you say. It goes deeper than that. It goes into how you positioned yourself before you even started making the music. And marketing is a much deeper practice than shouting from the mountaintops. And this is what, this is the essential thing on my heart today is that I am really deeply passionate and interested in the idea of marketing. It's, and it's something that I take extremely seriously and I get really, really aggravated when people equate marketing with advertising. They equate it with that uh, cold call email that you send. And this is the reason that I think marketing gets such a bad name and why artists ignore marketing is that they think that marketing is that last component in the process when really marketing starts before you ever make art, before you ever make anything. Because it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. So imagine you're going camping, okay? And uh, you're ready to go out there into the wilderness. Well, maybe not the wilderness, a campsite. You're ready to go into a campsite. (laughs) That's kind of me. Like I, you know, when I think about going into the wilderness, it makes me very nervous. I don't like the idea of ticks and, you know, bugs and all this, I don't know. You know, I I need a trail. I need a nice campsite with electric hookup at the very least, if not just a cabin with a nice hot tub. Um, (laughs) uh, So, uh, okay, maybe you're not ready to go, you know, on a new trail, but you're ready to camp. You feel ready to camp. So you've got your pack on your bag. You're walking through the campsite. And as you're walking through, you're watching these people prepare for the night 
and they're building their fires and they're throwing their matches on and it's just exploding with these giant bonfires, these impressive, blazing, beautiful, ah, I couldn't think of another B word, um, but they were brilliant, ah, brilliant, beautiful, blazing bonfires. I love alliteration. Uh, and they're just explosive and they look amazing. And you're like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on some logs and flick the match on and just, yeah, I can't wait to get my bonfire on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they're just, you know, it just looks amazing. So you, so you go set up camp and you go out into the woods and you cut down a tree and you're hacking away, getting these perfect looking logs like They look exactly like they do in the movies. They look like cartoon logs. They're so beautiful. Uh, And you get them all the right size and the right TP formation. And you light the match. It's the moment of truth. Time to explode with the beautiful bonfire brilliance. And you throw the match onto the logs. And nothing happens. It fizzles out. And you look around the campsite and you're like, okay, I got the TP thing going. Like I, I got these beautiful logs and I'm seeing, okay, they, I look around and these people are throwing the match on and explosive, amazing bonfire. What am I doing wrong? What's going on? From what I can see, this should be working. And this is how I think we look at other creative people's marketing because we look at the surface level. We look at what we can see. They have this brilliant artwork. They put it in a portfolio and we just assume that, you know, that that tweet that they sent out uh, mid afternoon that says got new work on my site, that that's how they get all these amazing jobs because we think that's marketing. We're not looking below the surface. We're not seeing what's going on underneath the logs. The logs are the pieces in your portfolio, the songs on your album. The match is the tweet, the mid-afternoon tweet that says, yo, I got a little bit of marketing. By the way, I got new stuff. At best, the matches that you're using are cold call emails to the people that you want to work with. So you get your portfolio, you work on your art, you labor away on these logs. You make them beautiful, right? Shiny logs. You position them just so. You work on your website. You just you put them together in this formation that just looks pristine. And then you set the match on fire. You go send the tweet You send out 200 emails to all the potential buyers and you wait back and wait for that explosive art career. You wait for that explosive bonfire moment like you've seen with other folks. But the problem is the match just fizzles out. Nothing happens. Nobody returns your emails. 
Nobody retweets your tweet. And this is what I think we think marketing is. And so today on the show, I want to dive deeper into what is marketing? Where does it start? Because it's not just about what you say, it's also about how you say it. Here's what you didn't realize. You didn't realize that even before these people cut down their logs, even before they started making that artwork, even before they lit the fuse for that explosive bonfire moment, they were gathering kindling. Number one gather your kindling under those logs the reason they got traction the reason they got purchase in this bonfire building was because underneath those logs was a whole pile of leaves twigs you know little sticks you know a whole giant pile they spent all the time and energy gathering all the necessary kindling And so the first part of marketing that you cannot ignore is the gathering, the market research. You need to know two things. You need to know, one, what's the value that you need to provide in your market to be considered? What do you need to be able to accomplish in the genre, the market that you're a part of, where you fit in into the creative professional world, what is the value that those people are looking for? And then the second thing you need to know is what's your unique value? So you need to know the general value that they're looking for. As a, If you're a comedian, that looks like you need to get laughs. You need to get laughs. Can you imagine a comedian that didn't know the value of comedy. They didn't know what they're supposed to be doing up there on stage. What are they looking for? Can you imagine how terrible that comedian would be? But so many creative people have no idea what response they're trying to get. So many creative people don't know what is the purpose of the work they're doing. Why would somebody hire them? So you need to know what is the general value that I'm trying to provide in the market that I'm a part of, as an editorial illustrator, as a country singer. What are pe- why do people listen to country? What are they looking for? Having a deep understanding of what that is. And then on the second layer, if you really want to kick booties, what you got to do is you've got to provide unique value. It's not enough to just get up there and make people laugh with dumb jokes. You got to be memorable. You got to position yourself in a way that's memorable. If you want to be a standout comic, you can't just tell dumb jokes. You got to get up there and you got to have a unique point of view. 
The difference between get Jim Gaffigan and Louis C.K. and Amy Schumer, they're all very, very different flavors of the same, of the same market value of making people laugh. They're all, they all have their own unique selling point. Because, and here's the thing, can you imagine being a door-to-door salesman and you don't know the value of your product? You're selling window cleaner, knock on the door, hey, I got some window cleaner, why should I buy that from you? I don't know, I have no idea. So you what, you knocked on the door, you sent the email, but you're not making a case. You didn't position your work in the proper way to prove the kind of value that you need to prove to these people. So that when they go to your website, when they listen to your work, that they clearly see that you're able to give what they're looking for. Because it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And this is why it's marketing. That's why it's... Uh, that's why understanding the value of what you do, both in the market uh, way and then in your own unique way, that's why this isn't just about the type of work that you're making. Uh, Marketing is not just telling people. It goes deep into the actual creation of the work. Because if you don't know that you're supposed to get laughs when you get up on stage, you're not going to write the right types of you're not going to write the right types of jokes. And that's why this is marketing because it's not just what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. And so there's two questions you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, one, what's the value that this service is supposed to provide in my market? What these bosses, these people that, these potential uh, bosses, these people that might hire me, what did they need to accomplish? Even on the level of like, what's going to get them uh, to deliver the value to their bosses? And I mean, get specific. I mean, are they, what do they want to do with your design, with your illustration, with your music, with your directing? What are they trying to accomplish? Okay, they're probably trying to accomplish selling, making money. That's probably one of the things. How do they do that? What are they hiring you for? Well, they might be hiring you to, at first and foremost, just gain attention. So how do you bake that into work? How do you make sure that your work is attention grabbing? Your unique type of work might be to feel something. That's a particular type of business value, to feel something. Get more specific than that, not just feeling something. Crying, laughing, hopeful, nostalgic. What are the things, what value are they looking for for this particular publication? The type of work that you want to be doing, the type of work you want to get hired for. And then on a deeper level, ask yourself, okay, they could hire 3 million different people that could provide uh, that general market value. Why are they going to hire me? and have a good understanding of this is the unique flavor. Like it's not just comedy, it's self-deprecating comedy. It's not just comedy, it's comedy about eating food. Having a unique selling point, it's your USP.
Okay, you gathered the kindling. You spent extra time trying to find the right type of dry little twigs and leaves and pine cones. Pine cone, uh, a good kind of kindling? I don't know. I'm not really that much of a camper, but it seems like if you had dry pine cones, they would work. But you did it. You did the market research. The second thing that you're going to do, the second thing you need to do that you didn't realize was happening with the campsite over, with the explosive bonfire moment, you didn't realize that that person had spent the afternoon soaking the logs in lighter fluid. Soaking (laughs) the logs in lighter fluid. And what does that mean? It means take that research that you did about value. And when I say value, let me just pause real quick and say, when I say value, I get a feeling that some people just, their eyes glaze over value. It, it, it's lost its meaning. Value has lost its value in our culture. I'm not using that word lightly. I'm saying it for a very specific reason. I mean that really, what's the value of the thing that you're doing? Like, what is its purpose? Business is 150% about value. They're trading you money for some kind of value and you better know exactly what that value is. So you spend all the time figuring it out. That was step one. Step two is create a body of work, your logs, that are soaked in the right type of value. It's incredibly important that you spell it out in your work What is the value of your work? You can create a project. A project can be a series of logs that are soaked in the particular value. Maybe you're a musician, you wanna get hired to score a film. Well, write a whole album, not just, you know, 30 seconds of a song that you think, you know what, that'd make good uh, music for a film. Maybe someone will notice that and give me a job. No, write an entire album that's perfect for a movie. I think the M83 album, uh, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming, that's what it seems like to me that album was. It was like, here's an album that sounds like a movie. It's just, it's like a movie that wasn't made. And then he goes on to uh, do a bunch of uh, scores, I believe. You know, I keep seeing this over and over and over. These, these creative folks who prove their unique value, their market value by themselves before anybody asks them to in a very particular way over and over and over until they're known for that thing and then they get hired for that thing. I just watched the movie Moana, the new Disney movie. Really liked it. Didn't get to see the end because I've got a one-year-old who couldn't sit still. Dang it. I was so, I was grumpy dad. In that movie, you've got Jermaine Clement. I'm a massive fan of Jermaine. He's from Flight of the Concords. And uh, he plays this crab, this giant crab, that's, that's a bad guy, that sings a silly song. I'm fairly certain that he helped write. And uh, it just occurred to me, here it is again. He did the same thing in the movie Rio. He was a bad guy with silly songs. Uh, 
and the reason he's hired to be the comedian, the funny, like, bad guy, is because that's the role that he played in the show that he wrote, Fly to the Concords. And he proved himself every episode by being the silly, goofball weirdo that writes funny songs. And then you can just hire him from that portfolio of two seasons of doing that. And you see this over and over and over again. So if you, your, your marketing doesn't just start with what you're saying, it's going to start with how you're saying it. How do you go about positioning yourself? Pos- positioning yourself to be seen and, and, to be, and, and to prove the value that they're looking for. Because it's not just about practicing, it's about the right kind of practice. You've heard this before, right? You've heard about this idea the 10,000 hours. I'm sure you've heard of that. Uh, popularized by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, this idea that a master, to be fantastic in a field, you need to, be, you need to have 10,000 hours of practice under your belt. And people miss out one of the most important things. I've heard it pointed out several times. Uh, that it's not just practice. It's the right type of practice. Because... You can go out to a basketball court and work for 10,000 hours doing behind your head shots, over the backboard shots, spinning a ball on your finger, uh, whatever. Is there a word for that? I don't know. <laughs> I, always, I never know the terms for the sports stuff. But um, you could be doing all that. Now, if you're trying to get to the NBA, none of those 10,000 hours are actually going to help you. Maybe you could be a Harlem Globetrotter. I don't know if that exists anymore, but those people seem to do the fancy things. But if you're trying to go to the NBA, you need to know the type of value that you need to be practicing and soaking your logs in. Soaking your logs. Sounds like a weird, just a weird thing. Um, Because you can't wait for a fairy godmother to come along to Jermaine before Flight of the Concorde and say, hey, you know, you might be good at writing silly songs for cartoons. You might be good as the villain in a movie writing silly songs. Like a director to come along, an art director, a director of a film, whatever, a boss to come along and to see potential in you that you don't see in yourself, that you haven't proved yourself is like one in a billion chance. Don't wait for your fairy godmother moment. Don't wait for somebody else to do the hard work of figuring out how to use you. And, and, and don't wait for someone to um, guess that you're good at it. Prove it to them. Bash it over their head. Make a billion pieces of work with this particular value. Show them, prove that you can do what it is they're looking for. started to think more about marketing, when I started to think about marketing strategy and positioning my work in the right way, started listening to podcasts, and I remember before I really knew whether this marketing, this indirect marketing, not just the what, not just the uh, sending out the emails, that always felt productive, 
but the how, really thinking about how am I going to position myself? How am I doing this work? You know, really allowing strategy to uh, permeate through everything I was doing. Before I knew if it was working, I would spend a lot of time second guessing. And all that time second guessing was time not spent investing in these areas. And I remember sitting there in front of my dad. We'd go out to pizza like once a week. I'd go out for a slice of pizza for lunch. And I would just look to him to pep me up. Like all of this stuff that I'm doing. Here's my ideas. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm trying to do. This is the project that I'm trying to prepare to prove my value. This is the value that I think I need to bring. I remember feeling passionate, but I was really looking at him to affirm that any of this mattered. And he did that. And he really, you know, I would go into that second guessing disillusioned and I would leave feeling super empowered. Like, yeah, you're doing the right things. You're, you're, you're asking the right questions. Keep going because this, this part of the process is, it doesn't look uh, glorious. It sometimes feels a bit shameful initially. You know, cutting down logs, like cutting down trees, swinging that axe like your BA, like, man, that looks amazing. You look like a lumberjack, right? Painting be- beautiful, glorious paintings. So glorious. Listening to marketing podcasts, not as glorious. Feels kind of shameful. Walking through the woods, gathering kindling. You feel like a little silly kid gathering these little sticks and pine cones and uh, acorn tops. Those could be kindling, right? Um, (laughs) uh, It feels a bit silly. It's not as uh, glorious. And when you're doing that initial work, when you're doing that indirect marketing, the stuff that starts early, It doesn't always feel productive. It doesn't always feel uh, glorious, glamorous. Ah, I want a third G word, but I can't, I couldn't do it again. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) it doesn't, you feel silly starting out doing this. And uh, you got the, the guy next to you probably. And he's got a stack of the most beautifully cut logs and a stack over his head and he looks at you and he says, oh my gosh, would you knock it off with the kid kindling and you're going to use lighter fluid? Oh my gosh, don't use lighter fluid. A real man doesn't use lighter fluid. You call yourself a lumberjack? Lumberjacks cut wood. Artists make art. Quit worrying about how you position your portfolio. You look like an idiot. Quit listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Artists don't succeed by listening to podcasts. Do you think that's really helping you? But when that lumberjack with that beautifully, uh, (laughs) this beautifully curated, beautifully uh, architect, architect, is that... (laughs) Is that a word? I don't know. Architect? I don't know. Constructed TP. 
of the most beautiful logs in the world, when he goes to light that fuse, that match is going to bounce off the logs and fizzle out. And here's what I'm trying to tell you. Let me be your art dad. <laughs> Let me take you to pizza. Come to pizza with Dr. Pizza right now in this moment. I'm talking about metaphorical pizza. Let the podcast be <laughs> Let this podcast be our pizza. Let me look across the table and say all of this time you're spending listening to the podcast, thinking about your work, all that marketing that doesn't feel like you're sure it's going to be productive. It doesn't feel as meaningful as cutting logs and lighting matches. But I want you to stop for a minute. Stop cutting more logs. You can cut billions and billions of logs. It's not going to make a fire. It's not going to make a better fire. You can get better and better at cutting them more swiftly, more beautifully. That's not going to be the deal breaker. You do need to cut logs. You do need to make artwork. You need to make those pieces of work. But it's not just about what you're saying. It's also about how you're saying it. And I know for a fact that I've got, there are hundreds of thousands of people across the country that are more talented at cutting logs than me. But they're not positioning them in the right way. They've got the what? They're they're amazing at drawing, but they're not proving the right types of value to get work. Stop arranging your TP. You've cut all these logs out and you're, you're arranging your website in 50 different ways. You're like, oh, what, what kind of nav bar do I, do I need? Do I need to have different categories for each type of work? Do I need to, uh, you know, what platform do I need to be on? Like, quit arranging your log TP. Quit wasting matches. They talk about this all the time. Quality is better than quantity in terms of matches. You can, set, you can send out 4,000 cold call emails. You can waste thousands and thousands of matches. You can light a whole box of matches and throw it onto your fire, but without kindling, without knowing the exact type of value, without targeting the right types of people for your unique selling point, those logs are not going to set on fire. Your bonfire is not going to blaze. It's better to have a targeted effort of the exact type of value, the exact type of clients, the exact bosses you want to work for and what value you're going to bring than to just go shotgun method and just try to hit everything and try to just do it all. Quit wasting matches. So let me be your art dad today and say all this time you're spending doing the inner work, trying to figure out how you want to say what you want to say. It's going to feel silly when you're gathering that kindling. It's going to feel 
pointless. And I just want to say to you today, keep going. Keep at it. Keep working. Marketing matters. And it means more than advertising. I know that this deep work, this strategizing, this thinking, this research, I know before you ever see it pay off, it can feel ridiculous. Those people making, just focused on making amazing art are often going to look at you like you're an idiot. But listen to old Big Papa Pizza, (laughs) the art dad, who looks across the table and says, you're doing it. You're doing it. It's gonna count. It's gonna work. Invest. Figure out how to say what you're trying to say. Spend as much time on that as you do on what. And I can tell you it's going to pay off. Keep going. Keep going. another one in the bag y'all that's another one in the bag don't forget if you want to follow me online get updates keep up to what's going on in my world you can find me at andy j pizza on twitter and instagram you can find my work at andy pizza online thanks for listening thanks for sharing the podcast you know uh i see you guys sharing the podcast out there if you got a following if you've got friends that you think would benefit would you do me a favor and just share this with your uh groups your your friends with your social media following all those people if you think that there are people that will benefit from hearing this thing i encourage you to go uh shout it out uh thanks for that i really appreciate it thanks to our syndicate illustration age you can find the show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk thanks to yoni wolf my main man yoni wolf and the band y for our theme music Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for all the other tunes. You can find their stuff at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Great, great stuff. Thank you to everybody else. Guys, come on. Come on. Let's stay pepped up. If you got to go back and listen through every episode, if you got to jump up and down, if you got to wake up at 5 a.m., if you got to do whatever you got to do, just do it. Do the things you got to do to stay pepped up. 